Katya, you really don't like giving credit when credit is undeserved. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor Recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. Quite well. And how are you doing, <laughs> well, my lady? I think, uh, I'm doing quite well myself. We are recapping episode two of The Bachelor, season 26 today. But first, do we have some housekeeping? We do. The fashion section. Many of my longtime blog readers have been requesting that I reboot my fashion section Mm -hmm. where I name my best and worst dress from every episode. And you guys were so passionate in your requests that I have listened and am doing something about it. So for each episode, we will have a separate YouTube video for just the fashion, the fashion breakdown. And they will come out shortly after the recap itself, hopefully on the same day. And so if you, you can go check it out, I'll link it uh, below and yeah. Okay. Speaking of fashion, this is, <laughs> this is a nice getup. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I Very love a nice. set. It's a, this is a set. Yeah. The nice thing about sets is you don't have to think about what things go with. That's true. That's what I do. I have a set as well. <laughs> so Andy, overall thoughts on episode two? Um, <laughs> I think we should just get into it. <laughs> You'll get my thoughts. Okay. Yeah, I will admit that I didn't love this episode. And mm. I I had high hopes. Like, I, I want this season to be good. I do. I think, and I and I know that there's someone out there doing this. Yeah. I know there is. Uh-huh. I don't know, I think. Okay. Let's, let's downgrade that. I want to see from season one, episode one of The Bachelor... Through every season of the franchise until now, I want to see a graph of the number of times the word like has been said. Oh, yeah. And I would suspect that not only is it a straight line up, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I think this episode may have been the topper. Yeah. It was a little painful at times. And look, I don't want to criticize the way people speak, but it's sort of like you lose sight of what they're even saying. I'm not even criticizing. I, I myself am guilty. I feel like I like, say like more <laughs> like than I used to. Yeah. But it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, so we'll get going with uh, where episode two picks up, which is the women all moving into the mansion. Mm-hmm. Lots of excitement all oh, around. Yeah, Lots always. of, oh my gods. Yeah, the mansion. Uh, there's talk about how legendary and iconic the Bachelor Mansion is. I mean, is. it is. It is. And as usual, we get our Forrest Clayton from the balcony, <laughs> which by the way, they make you do. I hope no one thinks that the women just gather and do that. Did you? I feel like you're the least yelling Clayton person I've ever met <laughs> like when you were in that group doing it did you perp- did you actually just mouth it without saying it I almost feel like you couldn't do it I <laughs> I was definitely half-hearted in my Juan Pablo <laughs> so is that how you said it something like that so like I'll be I'll be everybody else like this is how everybody else said it. they're like Juan Pablo <laughs> like do yours I think I was probably like in the back and I was like, Juan Pablo. So exactly like that. Well, yeah, but I don't want to make it seem like I think I'm too cool for school. It's just that's not what no, I would ever do. It's not your do. personality. Yeah, I would never you do that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm not saying that you're being a jerk by not doing it properly. Yeah, but well, I kind of am because I'm making other people pick up the slack. Yeah, but you can't physically do it. It's like asking me to deadlift 800 pounds. <laughs> I, can, I can try. I can't do it. Anyway, I would have enjoyed hearing an, a, an isolated audio <laughs> on your Juan Pablo when you were forced to shout his name. I was hidden in the background somewhere there. Okay, so like, Jesse Juan Palmer. Okay, so Jesse Palmer arrives now and introduces himself as the new host of The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And it's established that he, too, was The Bachelor many moons ago, and he is now happily married. Andy, here you said, did he marry the girl he chose? Well, (laughs) I was confused because he said, I, having been on The Bachelor, I know firsthand that this process works. (laughs) But apparently it doesn't work. How did it work? Yeah, it does not work most of the time. But yeah, it was funny how they kind of skimmed over that part. He's happily married now. (laughs) To be fair, he was the youngest ever bachelor. And I think still to this day is. And the girl he chose was like 22. He was like 25. She was 22. Oh, that's silly. That's the least surprising thing ever. Okay, so he drops off a date card, uh, which Rachel reads. And going on this first group date are Teddy, NC, Melina, Gabby, Kira, Mara, Sierra, Genevieve, Serene, and Cassidy. And they all scream and cheer. And Andy, you said, I'm so happy you're not a girl who goes woo at everything. (laughs) When did that start? The woo definitely wasn't around when I was a kid. To be fair, they're encouraged to do it to the point where they'll make them do it multiple times until they get enough excitement. I mean, to, okay, that's fine. But I hear it outside of The Bachelor as well. Oh. I've heard many woos <laughs> in non-film situations. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's I fine. Think- I have no, look, I'm not going to hate on people who yell woo, <laughs> but I'm just saying there's a lot more woo now than there was when I was a young man. And I want to get to the bottom of it. A lot more likes and woos. Yeah. The world is filled with way too much woo <laughs> and too much like. Okay, so we have our first group date. Uh, Clayton meets the ladies outside a different mansion. Mm-hmm. And in the backyard, there's a group of kids running around and jumping in a bouncy castle. And Sierra shouts, oh my God, I'm so excited. I love children. <laughs> <laughs> this is like something you'd expect to hear from a, a, a troll who lives in the woods. <laughs> it's like, I'm so excited. I love children. Uh, Andy, you said that's the most excited anyone's ever been about a bouncy house without their kids being in said bouncy house. Unquestionable. Yeah. So Hilary Duff is our celebrity guest host here. She arrives and Cassidy looks like she might faint because it turns out that she is a huge Hilary Duff fan. But I mean, who isn't a Hilary yeah, Duff I'm fan? A, I'm even a Hilary Duff fan. So, so Hilary Duff for me is a little after my time, generationally well, speaking. What's sad for me is Hilary is a grown ass woman now. <laughs> and when I was... You know, in my Hillary Duff phase, yeah, which I didn't have obviously a no, phase, that's but it way was a phase where time. I knew of Hillary Duff pretty prominently. Yeah, she was like a, she was a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, Hillary Duff was a little after my time, but I have since become a kind of a big Hillary Duff fan because I watch, I've seen a few of her 
like makeup tutorials on YouTube. Like I think there was a Vogue one mm. and she was so likable in that one tutorial that I'm now a Hillary Duff fan making love, up for lost time. It's not, it can't not be a Hillary Duff. You can be a not Hillary Duff fan, but you can't be a not fan of Hillary Duff. Agreed. Agreed. She's very likable. Yes. It's um, funny we say that. I'm sure now people will tune in and tell us why they are anti Hillary Duff. <laughs> 100% no question. Okay. So Hillary says she's a big fan of The Bachelor and she's the one fangirling right now. Mm-hmm. which is very Hillary Duff of her to say. Yeah. I always actually, I, I find it interesting when a celebrity who's a bigger celebrity than some other celebrities mm-hmm. is fan boy or girling over them. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Like I'd imagine, like maybe it's possible that like George Clooney is a huge Dear Shandy fan. And if I met George Clooney, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I know George Clooney, you're a big deal. And he'd be like, no, no, no. I am a huge Dear Shandy fan. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I'd feel uncomfortable. I mean, it's happened to me a few times over the last several years where I've met someone way more famous than me and they're like, oh my God, I'm fangirling. I'm such a big fan. And I'm like, you're like, no, no, what to do. I don't even know what to say. No, no, no. You're, you don't fangirl me. I fangirl you. You've got this all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So it's Maya's birthday and Maya, I suppose, is one of the children there. And how did they select these children? What? Well, who are these kids, by the way? I have no idea. Whose birthday? Do the kids know each other? Like, if you if it's a birthday <laughs> party for a girl, shouldn't she be with her friends? Like, how do we know they're even friends? How do we know these people know each other? <laughs> this is a sham party. You- <laughs> it is a sham party. I, I don't think anyone's denying that this is a sham party. Okay, so all the ladies will have duties in setting up the best birthday party ever. And right away, we get a shot of Cassidy looking all villainy with villainy music and saying anyone can put on a clown costume. (laughs) She and Gabby are assigned the task of building a dollhouse. And Cassidy, of course, makes no effort and pulls Clayton to chat while Gabby works alone. And Cassidy is heard saying, fuck the dollhouse. Which, by the way, is a great name for a band. (laughs) Okay, so Cassidy chats with Clayton by the pool Again, chats. <laughs> she comes on so strong here. Whoa. I don't even think he's that into it, if I'm honest. Do, uh, do, from a guy's perspective, does, as a straight man, is that just like, I like this is irresistible to me. I can't help myself. In, in all honesty, from my perspective, when, that, when I've experienced that, which is not obviously all the time, but I have <laughs> seen that, yeah. you can't take that person seriously as an adult. Like okay. you, it, it feels... Like, you're like, okay, this will be fun and I'll go with the ride. But this yeah. isn't like my forever person. This is ridiculous. This is not the dynamic that is That's supposed to be sustainable. Happening. Yeah. yeah. Andy, you said what's funny about The Bachelor is they're basically required to kiss when they're kissed. Yeah. There's no choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like a serving line. <laughs> yeah. He just, it's like, oh, you're kissing me. Okay. Yeah. What is he going to do? He's going to be like, no, no, not here. Not now. Like, he can't do that. He can't shame them. He can't be like, no, you're not getting a kiss. It has to be received. He must kiss whoever kisses. Oh, that sounds rough. Yeah, it's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a rough job. (laughs) Gabby in her ITM rightfully says that there is a time and a place for Cassidy's level of aggression. And you have to have intuition about such things, Mm -hmm. which Cassidy, I think we can all agree, seems to lack. She definitely seems to be playing this up, but we'll circle back to that. Okay, Hillary returns now and brings the children. It's time for the party. Mm -hmm. The kids are throwing water balloons at Clayton. 
Well, he's in the bouncy castle. <laughs> Melina is the clown. She kills it as the clown, I've got to mm-hmm. say. Oh, I yeah. would have hated that role, and she nailed this. 100%. Clayton says Serene is great with the kids, and she really stood out to him. And he says that they all seem focused on the kids and having a good time, blah, blah, blah. It's all harmonious yeah. until... Dun, dun, dun. Cassidy is seen saying to the kids' faces that she avoids kids. <laughs> I mean, she's great. playing this part. Yeah, obviously. I don't like villains like this where they're so in on it. Like, she's basically going by the Corinne Olympios playbook. To 100%. Me. Cassidy takes the opportunity to chat with Hilary Duff instead of doing her duties. And then she brings out the cake that Genevieve decorated and drops it on the ground. <laughs> Everyone is really horrified at this. Genevieve looks upset. And the vibe is that the women are upset because they hardly saw Clayton at all that day because he was so occupied with Cassidy. Mm -hmm. And Cassidy, she's not... See, this is why I feel like she's playing this part. Like, okay, let's say... Let's say you've never seen this show before and you really think, oh... The, you know, the way to build my relationship with Clayton is just to steal him at every turn and make enemies along the way. You still wouldn't use the language she uses, which is, she says, as of this day, Cassidy might be a front runner. At yeah. every mm-hmm. turn in her ITMs, she's using this sort of like gameplay competition language, which if I'm giving her all the benefit of the doubt that she is authentically this person, that just doesn't track. No, no. She's intelligent, too. You can tell she's not a dummy. Oh, yeah. Which also adds which to Which Corinne plot. wasn't either. Correct. Yeah. I think even before she auditioned for this show, yeah. I think she had it in her mind, like, I'm going to be this person on the show. It's funny you use the word audition, because it does sound like that's probably what she did for this show when technically you don't audition for The Bachelor. That's true. They probably there was it was almost as if they had a day of like, okay, today is the villain auditions. Like, let's see what you got. It's like I got this one. Andy, you said, isn't this mostly Clayton's fault? I think he's wallowing in the bounty. Yeah, he's every he's just everything that's happening. He's just accepting. Mm-hmm. He's not changing the plot. The plot is coming to him. Yes, and there's a lot more of that in this episode. Unfortunately, I was really hoping for some twists and turns, but. Someone in the comments last week said that they felt Clayton was cast because he will do what he's told. Yeah. And I do not think they're wrong. Well, you know, this is the thing. It's like, I get it. He's a kid in a candy store. He's like, suddenly all these attractive women want to make out with him and spend time with him and tell him how much he's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. But he should he should sit back. It's like as the reason the kid in the candy store store analogy is made is because it's a kid in the candy store yes if it's an adult in the candy store and they say yeah okay you got five hours in the candy store you're a 40 year old man you're not gonna go crazy and get diarrhea within five minutes you're gonna say like, okay i'm gonna have one piece of candy now i'm gonna read a book and i'm gonna look on the emails and i'll have another piece of, you know so i'm saying is i i i don't blame him for being excited but yeah. he needs to understand he's got six weeks of women throwing themselves at him yeah he needs to chill out. He needs to make some choices here. You could argue he's just doing his job. Because, is he of doing course, his job? he is the one giving Cassidy this power to cause yes. a rift in the house. He's doing the producer's yes. bidding. Yes. He's not doing his job. Yes. He's doing the job. He's doing, he's not doing the viewer's job necessarily. He's doing production's job. Yeah. And I feel like production wrongly thinks that that is the viewer's job like what the viewers want and they have it all wrong you know what happened one season i don't remember what season it was it was probably a long time ago there was a villain and Uh they're like oh villain (laughs) this is good they like villain and then they're like every season 
there's a formula for the villain. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be a formula. If a villain arises, let it let them arise organically. The villains in the old days were way better than this. And also there they was were true villains. Yes. And there was the possibility like a villain could win. And now they're just dead on arrival. Yeah. What's happened is along those lines is the show has become self-aware. And you name one show ever in history that has become self-aware and become better. better. Yeah. It's never yeah. happened. Mm -hmm. Not with a cartoon, not with a sitcom, not with a drama, nothing. It's Once true. you're self-aware, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> not that The Bachelor franchise is over. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Not over. This season is great so far. Yeah, you should great. be watching. Yes, watch the show. Watch the show. Don't just watch our recap. Watch the show and our recap, yeah. but not just the recap. Yeah, we were a little alarmed by how many people in the comments last week said that they are not watching the season, but only watching our recaps because there will be no recaps eventually if no one ever watches the show. Yeah, it's kind of like an election. You're like, oh, everyone, everyone this guy's obviously going to win. No, let's not vote. And they're like, yeah, that's fine if like 1% yes, of people do that. Yeah. But if 100% of people do that, it's not going to work. It's true. It's true. So it's a great season so far. And Clayton is a lead unlike any other. He's the greatest <laughs> lead possibly of all time. And this is, in all honesty, the most amazing season of The Bachelor in history. All right. So now it's the evening and they go into Big Daddy Antiques, mm. which, by the way, has been a fixture on this show for a long yeah, time. They Big often Daddy. go to Big they Daddy Antiques. They paid a lot of money, Big Daddy Antiques. They sell a mean antique. Our favorite part was one of the women saying, Big Daddy Antiques. All right. And Clayton says, yeah, I love the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> Clayton's always good for that great chatter. <laughs> always rely on him. Yeah, good peanut gallery commentary. Yeah, yeah. There. I also enjoy the name Big Daddy Antiques. <laughs> All right, so Serene has one-on-one -on -one time here. Uh, definitely getting some Serene frontrunner vibes. She's mm -hmm. got uh, good music, and they yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. their love of kids. He says there's chemistry, and there's one thing he's been waiting on and doesn't want to wait any longer. And he goes in for the kiss. And <sighs> Is this necessary? To talk about it or to for that to happen? About it. Oh. No, I think no bodily functions of any kind. Anytime <laughs> you're going to do something that involves the, the corpus, <laughs> it should be not spoken of. Not I, when you eat. You're not like at dinner, like, okay, let's eat. Let's yeah, put the food in our mouths okay. and it's, digest it now. It's funny you say that because in my notes, I wrote, this makes me think of Bon Appetit. It's like, yes, exactly. I have a weird thing about Bon Appetit. Everything's magic. Going to the bathroom <laughs> is magic. Eating is magic. Sex is... Everything is magic. It happens magically. It's like a cartoon. I don't want to hear about the process. No one does. I don't want to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. I don't want to know that a kiss is coming three seconds before a kiss is coming. It's so Nor do true. I want to see someone telling someone else that. Yeah. It's the introduction. It's like, I've been waiting on something and I don't want to wait any longer. Cue kiss. It feels it, it, like... It reads like a script. It's contrived. It's not romantic. It feels like an announcement. Yeah, it should not be announced. It should be done in silence. <laughs> yeah, based on like moves and chemistry and this sort of like the electricity between you. And for me, I don't know. People are probably going to come at me for the Bon Appetit thing. For me, I just don't think it's necessary to have this sort of announcement no. of, all right, the food has arrived. Now we're all going to put it in our faces. Like, I think it kind of goes without saying. You know what else I don't like? I don't like when a waiter asks me if I have room left for dessert. <laughs> like, I don't want a waiter... 
knowing the intimacies of how full <laughs> my stomach is with digested food. You also don't like it when waiters say, are we still working on this? Oh, God. Yeah. No, I don't like that. I don't like how is everything tasting. Although how is everything tasting is the best of those things. Yeah. Because it's the most, it's the least <laughs> associated with the actual biological process of mashing up and digesting well, food and then excreting it. We have a lot of issues at restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> so... Cut to the girls talking. Cassidy is coming off very arrogant and confident. And Kira confronts her. I got to say, I really liked Kira in this episode throughout. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like a voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. And she's not staying out of it either, though. You know, some people might be reasonable, but they're like, I'm not involved. While Kira's like, you did this shitty thing. I like her. She's become the, uh, the, the district attorney. What's his name? I forgot his name right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> James. James. It is an insult to Kira to compare. It is, but she's taking on that role just in a in a better fashion. (laughs) She confronts her in the group for not contributing on the date, and Cassidy says, "I'm not going to apologize for not hanging enough streamers." People like this. Mm, 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 I don't like. mm. What can we even say? People like this drive me crazy. Well, these are the kind of people that you wish it was legal to respond with like a, a swift <laughs> bop in the, in the nose. A bop. Yeah. Not a full punch, just a bop. It's so frustrating to me when people just sidestep the actual accusation, this generalization. Oh, it's just about the streamers. It's not. Well, the thing is, it's, it's just natural that someone who does who can, who behaves like that would their whole life, deflect. but also have yes. the defenses at the ready all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's so true. Mara says it's not her aggression, but the way she goes about it. And Cassidy, unsurprisingly, is unapologetic throughout. And in her ITM says, game on, bitches. Mm. She seems drunk. She seems drunk a lot, yeah. She seems like she's A, playing this role, and B, possibly drinking too much. Yeah, I'm not saying that the drinking's causing her behavior, but it's no. amplifying it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Teddy has one-on-one time now. She says she was not expecting this experience to be so intense and that she has been thinking, does he still like me? Hmm. He, of course, comforts her and she openly says she will need a lot of validation. I liked this. I like it when when people can just openly be like, just so you know, I will be needing a lot of validation yes. throughout this process. Yes. Totally reasonable. And of course, he took the bait and said, of course, he really likes her. They make out while her legs are spread across him. Her shoes are off and her legs are across him. And there's just a level of like physical intimacy here that feels beyond their relationship. Yeah, it feels like they've been dating for a couple of weeks. Yes. And I buy their chemistry for sure, but it still kind of felt like the conversation was... I don't know, a little surface level and just a precursor to more making out. I agree and disagree. Okay. I believe in this. No, I do too. I just wish we were being shown some conversation between him and Teddy because I do think she's going to be either the winner or go very, very far. That was more than just, I like you. I feel something with you. Yeah, there's chemistry here. Have we heard any of that kind of conversation with anybody? Well, so you're maybe, I was going to get to this later, but you're making a good point. I have been alarmed so far at the types of conversation we're being shown on this season. And I can't tell whether it's Clayton, if he's just not asking questions that are interesting or a little more in depth or the women or just the conversations that are just being had. Maybe this is what we're being shown or it is tradition for the powers that be to show mainly. I like you a lot. I like you a lot. Yeah, there's something here for sure. 
You know, they do do that a lot. But when there's a like this girl is going to make it very far on this season. Mm -hmm. I want more of a foundation than just, yeah, I like you. I like you. What about just talk about something? What about some playful banter? What about just normal human banter? Yes. Normal human banter. Everything sounds like a pageant answer. Yes. It's like, what would you do to make world peace happen? (laughs) What I would do to make world peace happen is Mm -hmm. that's what every conversation. Yes. Yeah. They all read kind of like ITMs, actually. Yeah. All right, we have a brief montage of one-on-one time with each Sierra, Gabby, and Genevieve. Mm. And now we're back at the mansion where Susie gets the one-on-one date card. The least surprising surprising thing thing ever. ever. Yes. Except for um, uh, Nate winning the Bachelor. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, it's tied for a second. That's true. Yeah, very unsurprising. The music here is kind of all like, ooh, like tense. and Mm. Because Susie, instead of being like, what? It plays up the fact that she's nervous. She's like, oh, yeah, I hope there's something there. Nervous. I hope he likes me. Like, I deal. hope I like him. Yeah. She, in, I think she behaves like a really normal person, but they make it all like, ooh. Yeah, I'm not sure why they did that. Yeah, I don't either. Trying to drum up drama. Yeah. Okay, so back on the date. Cassidy has her one-on-one time now. Uh, Clayton says he's seen that she's making every effort with him, and she once again plants her mouth on his, wastes no time, and I wrote, what did they even talk about? It feels like she finds her way to him simply to put her mouth on his. Yeah. I, I'm wondering myself, like, is there ever kissing fatigue <laughs> for The Bachelor? I, I know I would I, feel I it. I felt it. I'm going to be honest. And there- you were just a contestant. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine, especially since there's no way you want to make out with every single person there. I'm sorry. There I, isn't. I got to be honest, like even on a date, like a first date where I was really into the girl, like if we just made out, like we sort of pushed the limits on how long we were making out, I yeah. would get to the point where I was like, you know, like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I got my fill here. Like imagine if that's happening with like seven different people in one night. Yeah. No, it's I'm so telling true. you, he's not into the kissing later in the night. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now as a man. He's not into it. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say on my season, there were times where I just didn't want to make out anymore, but there was nothing else to, d- to talk thing. about. So it was like, okay, we'll just kiss now. It's funny. They make it seem like every time some like a couple is interrupted by someone else that the person's really upset. But 50% of the time I was interrupted, I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, and no, it's I not because I didn't like one pub. He was a lovely person. It's yeah, just yeah. that. You, just, you, know, you have nothing else to say. It's so awkward the the best time for me was when you're on a date and you're doing things and you right. can talk about the things so when you're just sitting and like talking like let's let me hear you're about you right it's kissing is a form of just breaking the, the awkwardness yeah because there's always awkward like what are we going to talk about like how much more can i tell you how i love kids and love family and think you're tall like you just have oh, speaking of which <laughs> So Clayton returns, he singles out Serene and Cassidy and then gives the rose to Cassidy. There is no way he was not encouraged to do this, of I course. think. And I wrote in all caps, this is why he was cast. So Clayton leaves and when Cassidy is asked how she's feeling, she says she's traumatized by the women having come at her and she says I'm not saying anything else tonight. So she is the kind of person that plays victim, mm. which is not fun. Okay, and Mara leaves to shed some tears here and says she feels like she's back in college. I feel for her. This might have seemed like an overreaction, but I would say the vast majority of the tears I shed on my season were because of things like this, because you can't escape it, especially if you're like a little older and you're like, I, I'm past the point in my life where I want to put up with stuff like this. You have to. You cannot just extricate yourself. No, it's interesting because no matter how mature or older 
a group of people are, mm -hmm. if you put them in a Lord of the Flies situation, yeah. it goes right back to high school. They used to say in band when I was in band. In band camp. <laughs> of course I played in band. Yes. But uh, they used to say that the band is only as good as your weakest Oh. player and mm -hmm. I, say, I think they say that about everything really sure, I don't sure. think it's just about band <laughs> it's mainly about band <laughs> but my point being I feel like in this situation you even if you have tons of like great quality women you just put a Shanae in there and a Cassidy in there and it's just like they can't escape it of course it's, it's like you're putting a virus in, in, a, in a petri dish Ooh. Mm. <laughs> so it's the next day and there's a girl chat between Shanae and Cassidy. And they seem to criticize how Susie reacted to getting the one-on-one -on -one date card. As though her nerves and apprehension mean that she will not last. I'm not sure if I will mm, yeah. take their word for it. I don't it buy on, that math. Yeah. <laughs> and Susie now has her one-on-one -on -one date. Clayton drives her to a helicopter. And she freaks out. Mm. And Andy, you said no one gets that excited about a helicopter. Yeah, well, helicopters... I find her in the same family as ziplining. <laughs> it, it seems like, oh, wow, this is cool. I mean, look, a helicopter as a piece of technology is incredible. Yes. Absolutely incredible. One of the greatest inventions man has ever uh, invented. <laughs> but it is really just a mode of transportation once you get up there. Unless you're doing tricks, like you're diving and zooming up and like going really low to the ground. It's the same thing as any other mode of transportation. It's a flying machine well Susie would disagree with you she says this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life and Andy you said says the girl who spent two years in Japan <laughs> you took great <laughs> issue with her fascination with the helicopter <laughs> of course the helicopter flies close to the mansion to show the girls seeing it and being all jealous and blah 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 okay so in the helicopter I had to write down this exchange because mm -hmm. the conversation was scintillating she says, I feel like you should come to the mansion and cook dinner. And he says, to me, that is a very intimate, like fun moment in a relationship. Like if you cook together, have a little glass of wine, turn on some music. And she says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's banter yeah, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Bogart and Bacall. <laughs> and I'm not blaming her because I actually think Susie is giving a ton She's like engaging. She's asking questions like she's doing a lot. She's mm -hmm. pulling her weight. It just feels like Clayton just doesn't. There's no edge. I'm looking for an edge. I think the theme to Clayton's season is playing it safe. Yeah. He's doing there's nothing. He's never going out on a limb. He's right on the trunk. He's not even going out on a thick branch. He's right on the trunk. <laughs> thick branch. Yeah. He's like just hugging the trunk of the tree. <laughs> They're like, like, you know, you could rest your arm on this very thick, sturdy branch. He's like, no, I'm good. Thank you. The helicopter lands on a big yacht. Andy, you thought this was pretty cool. This was. This was cool. <laughs> As this get... is what a helicopter does. It does cool landings. As they get close to the boat, Clayton says, how much do you trust me right now? And she says, I'm putting a lot of trust in you because we're very close to the water right now. <laughs> I wrote, the pilot's like... <laughs> Like, I feel like the pilot's not getting enough credit right now. Yeah, I agree. It's like when a, a surgeon, like, saves someone's life, and they're like, well, thank God. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not sure. They pop champagne, and we hear Clayton say that there's more here than he had anticipated. And the focus for him really seems to be on Susie's humility and appreciativeness, which mm -hmm. I thought was interesting. I mean, I, I don't mind that he is zeroing in on something kind of specific there. 
you know, some vague specificity. Sure, sort of. <laughs> what he's basically saying is she doesn't seem like an entitled brat, exactly. which a lot of people can be and sure, are. So, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's not a bad thing to be like, oh, she's appreciative. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I agree. Okay, they jump off the boat into the water, and that is that. And in the evening now, Andy, you were impressed with the metal rose holder. Ooh, yeah, this was a step up. It's funny to imagine that it's someone's job to find those, like to source long, like oblong plate-like things it's, to put roses it's on. It's an amazing ecosystem. There is someone who's stressed out all day <laughs> picking rose holders. <laughs> Susie says her parents are truly her best friends and they've been married for 35 years. They talk about how it's all about spending as much time with family as possible. Mm -hmm. Susie opens up about her dad having been sick the year before and he was admitted to the ICU. And she says that seeing her mom by her dad's side every day in the hospital was very powerful for her. And Clayton says, yeah, I love that. And Andy, you said, I love the ICU. (laughs) (laughs) He says he's drawn to how she seems to see the good in the bad. He says, I want a partner. I want a family. There's nothing else that I want at this point. Does no oxygen, <laughs> no food, no, no access to bathrooms. I said, does he ever say anything non-bachelory? No. He's really a, a bachelor robot. A bachelor. But he's not a full, he's not like the, he's like the, the first Terminator. He's not like the T2 or the <laughs> T1000. He's not the sophisticated no, Terminator. No, he's not the guy who like melts and then reforms. <laughs> Look, I feel bad. I don't want to sound like we're dissing him. And we all know that a bachelor season is more about the women or like mm. any lead. It's, it's, unless you're Michelle. No, <laughs> Anyone's season is usually more about the contestants than the lead themselves. But yeah. I, I'm really. I'm waiting to see a je ne sais quoi here, like mm-hmm. a, the, an ability to carry a conversation that doesn't seem rote. I'm Don't discourage people. You got to tune into <laughs> oh, The yeah. Bachelor. But you should still watch. <laughs> ABC, 8 p.m., <laughs> Monday night. Andy, you said, is this what dates are like? I honestly don't think I've ever spoken about these things until fourth date at the earliest. Yeah, I'm, I'm baffled. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it never, you don't just sit down and like, someone's like, oh, this is a nice restaurant. So do you like family? Do you want kids? <laughs> do you want to get married? When's, when's your timeline looking like? Okay, they head to a private concert with Amanda Jordan. And Andy, you said, thank God he said her name. So now I know who she is and I can buy her albums. <laughs> not sure you'll be buying her albums because we did not love this song Uh, i I feel bad dissing the artist but andy you said this song sounds like a life insurance commercial jingle yeah wait i can get all this coverage for 9.99 a month (laughs) and i have pre-existing conditions okay so clayton gives Susie the rose surprising Mm -hmm. nobody second group date card arrives now and going on this date are marlena elizabeth kate sarah Lindsay. Rachel, Tessa, and Shanae. Sarah has an ITM, and Andy, you once again saw that she was a 23-year-old wealth management advisor, and you said, how's that wealth doing while she's away? (laughs) You you take great issue with Sarah's Sarah's occupation. There's not a lot of emphasis on the management in her (laughs) job title. (laughs) Uh, Wait, what do you mean? She's not there. You're asking the same questions her investors are asking. <laughs> what do you mean I have a wealth manager who's on The Bachelor? <laughs> okay, so they enter a barn that's outfitted like a classroom, and comedienne Z-Way is their host. Mm-hmm. I thought she did great. She was great. I find Z-Way really funny. I also find Z-Way very funny. <laughs> Z-Way says she's going to ask them questions to see who's there for the right reasons. And so they play a game of never have I ever. 
And the first one is sent a nude photo. And Rachel, Kate, Elizabeth, Tessa, and Clayton all admit that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, faked an orgasm. All the women have done this, mm. apparently. Mm. How sad is that? Yeah, I, as, as I've grown older, I've learned more and more that apparently every woman on earth fakes orgasms. I am proud to say I have never. Yeah. I would rather the awkwardness than let the guy think that he succeeded at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a sicko, but truly, I've, there have been some awkward moments. But I'm like, nope, nope, just That's let, let's just cuddle. So you really don't like giving credit when credit is undeserved. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it also means that when I give credit or a compliment, it is warranted. Like it is deserved. It, it means more. What if you're like in a situation where it's like going on and on and on? And you're like, I ha- like if this doesn't stop, you just tell them like I'm done. Would yeah. you just say that? You're mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm good. More than once. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I just think, you know, no one's going to get better at what they're doing if they think that they're doing it right when they're not. Wow. You're doing it to, to make the world a better place. Yes. Amazing. Anyway. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, so the next never have I ever is cheated on my boyfriend. And it only Kate and Elizabeth are honest. <laughs> There's a lot of liars in that room. <laughs> and then the next never have I ever, the final one, is felt judged by the other women. Hmm. And I feel like this is where Z-Way has been tipped off that there's someone she should focus on because Shanae hmm. says that she ha- has felt judged. And Z-Way is like, Shanae, you lifted your paddle pretty quickly there. And then she talks about how Shanae is timid, but now Shanae Nay is coming out. Ooh. She's more bold. Yeah. And Z-Way says, can you nay nay? And then she does a dance, and Andy and I realize that we missed out on this cultural oh, phenomenon. Yeah. I'm so far gone knowing what Nene is. I had to Google Nene. I had no idea what was happening yeah. here. I, I mean, is Nene a thing? You can tell us. Is that a thing that tell we us. should know? Yeah. Are should we, we old a, what, if we don't know? Wait, are we old or should know. we be embarrassed? Like, it's, it's one or the other. Like, should we know about this or are we just old? Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a binary question. We would like to know, Shandy's, are we old or should we know? Yes. Yeah. Should we know and therefore be, should we be embarrassed? Wait a minute. That that was the same answer. <laughs> it's like <laughs> heads, or, heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> um, wait a minute. Are we old or is it okay not to know what the name yeah. is at any age? Those are the two <laughs> possible answers. I have a feeling that people are going to tell us that we should know this. I think we're going to be told <laughs> in many ways. Yeah. That we should have known what Nene is. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually kind of dreading this. Yeah. I'm be... hoping some of you tune in to tell us that you also did not know what Nene is. Like pretty much everyone over 50 is going to be like, no, it's fine to not know what Nene is. I don't know what Nene is. Yeah. Why is everyone over 50 like a everyone Jewish mother? Everyone over 50 is an old Jewish mother. <laughs> That's standard. So now it's a red flag obstacle course with... Uh, with uh, areas? What, what do you call these? Obstacles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an obstacle course with obstacles. <laughs> so it's a red flag obstacle course with obstacles mm. called thirst trap, bread crumbing. I don't know. The bread crumbing, I thought <laughs> was weak. It was a stretch. And emotional walls. The main thing to note here was that Shanae shoves Elizabeth over in bread crumbing. I got to say, Elizabeth, yes, was the one shoved, but there was a blonde girl under her who really 
got the brunt of this actually is it like the the kennedy assassination is a pruder film like if you watch in slow motion you see that the real victim (laughs) i think it was Lindsay. i'm not totally sure but basically elizabeth was shoved and she fell on another blonde girl who i think was Lindsay. and Lindsay's the one who's like head into the sauce so so like Lindsay is being crushed and drowning in breadcrumb juice and she's just like uh hello like, I, I am the real victim here. Okay, Sarah wins this uh, obstacle course. Yes, it was a good. I mean, look, it was, it was a rough obstacle course. And in a moment that feels like it should be Sarah's, I think she won some extra time with him or something. It's all about Shanae. It's yeah. just keep shooting to Shanae. It's voiceovers of Shanae's. Mm-hmm. All right, so now it's the evening, and they're back at Big Daddy Antiques. <laughs> Big Daddy Antiques. They bought the bulk advertising package <laughs> on the bachelor <laughs> my favorite part was as they walked in we hear a girl say maybe he loves antiques <laughs> I mean, what what six foot nine 400 pound football player doesn't love antiques it made me think that maybe the women who had gone on the first group date came back and were like oh yeah we went to this antique store and then the group, second group was like oh more antiques <laughs> okay so elizabeth grabs him first of course shanae is upset about this mm. elizabeth has her one-on-one time and they play some more never have i ever we learn that they both freestyle rap and then she says never have i ever kissed the bachelor and he says we can change that no. as he moves in her direction yeah not our fa- <laughs> not our favorite i would have left, just left her hanging i'd be like hmm. <laughs> good point Meanwhile, Shanae is all upset because she thinks Elizabeth is fake. Sarah has her one-on-one time. They talk about how natural it feels between them, how he can tell she's there for the right reasons. In general, this conversation just really stands out from the rest. It's so different in so many ways. It's magnificent. And they they make out. And now we have a montage of one-on-one time, first with Marlena, where she reveals she's an Olympian. I got to say that's amazing. Oh, yeah. But it's also like... I mean, that's it. Let's get more from Marlena. I would love to know more about Marlena. And now Rachel uh, has one-on-one time, but it is in a montage, I have to mention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just her saying she's worried her feelings are not reciprocated, and he assures her that they are. And now Shanae has her one-on-one time. She cuts to the chase and says that there are red flags in the house. And she mentions Elizabeth and says that she's two-faced. Her explanation is that Elizabeth was really nice to her one day, that they connected, and then the next day... She ignored her or didn't look at her while she was talking to her. That's amazing. What? Yes, yeah. Shanae is a different kind of villain than Cassidy to me, but we'll get we'll get back she's, to that. She's that's like disturbed. Like There's what is she talking about? Yeah. If you're so bothered by it, be an adult and go up to the person. But also, like you're you're in a house with God knows how many other women vying for some man on on national television and you're pissed off and you air it to the whole group because someone doesn't really want to be your friend. (laughs) I mean, if that is even what happened, because as we will see more examples of later, Shanae tends to twist the truth. So I actually question whether or not this even happened like this at all. But we'll circle back to that. So Clayton confronts Elizabeth now. I wrote, he's so obedient. Because there's no way that he was allowed to just rest on this. No. He says he's heard there's tension between Elizabeth and Shanae and that he's heard she's two-faced. <laughs> Elizabeth seems shocked 
I felt really Agreed. bad for her. I would have been shocked too. Yeah. She, uh, she seemed like she didn't not only shocked like, oh, this is a terrible thing to say. She's like, I don't understand what's going on. Yes. Here. She says that Shanae actually knocked her over and she wasn't even going to mention it because she was focusing on the relationship. And she says, I'm here to have conversations with you and see if your and I's relationship is something oh, that could go somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Mm-hmm. Your and I's. Your and I. It sounds like a song. Your and I, <laughs> I and your. So Elizabeth and Clayton part ways, and mm. then Elizabeth asks to talk with Shanae. I thought she seemed really nice about this. Amazingly nice and diplomatic. Yes. More so than maybe I've ever seen on the franchise. She is a real adult. I, as much as I would have wanted to be adult, I would have lost. I would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? What the hell was that? Yeah. What, what are you doing here? Yeah. She manages to rise above it. She pulls her aside and directly, but not remotely aggressively, says that she's upset with Shanae. And Shanae says that she's upset with Elizabeth. Her main complaint is that Elizabeth didn't seem to respond to her properly or look at her while she was speaking with her. And now Elizabeth explains that it's hard for her to have multiple auditory inputs and process them because she has severe ADHD Mm -hmm. and has since she was a kid. She says she was probably just trying to concentrate on what Entsy had been saying to her in that moment. And Shanae says, okay, but continues to complain about the same thing. And Elizabeth's like, uh, I just explained this to you. And Shanae says, but this is how I felt. Oh, Shanae's a bit of a spoiled brat, huh? Shanae, and talk about insensitive and ignorant. A lot of problems here. A lot of issues here. She says Elizabeth was one way, one minute, and then a different way the next, and that's two-faced. And she works herself up into tears over this. And I wrote, can you imagine dating this person? Ooh. Like, they don't even have this lifelong friendship or anything. It's the, apparently, according to her, they just bonded over something one day. Can you imagine? It's just nonstop handful. Yes. Your hands are always full and overflowing with this woman. <laughs> yes. Of her playing victim. victim. Oh my God. The and victim creating plan. drama out of nothing. Getting on your case about things that you didn't do that she may have misinterpreted because that's, she's insecure that's about That's what shit. gets me is the lack of any reflection that, oh, maybe I misinterpreted this. She is always the victim. Yeah. Everyone else is, is at fault. Yeah. If she was made to feel this way, it's their fault. Never mind whatever explanation, no matter how incredibly valid it may be. It was unbelievable to me that Elizabeth, Elizabeth did not even have to share this, but she was just explaining that it wasn't personal. She and could she have been, continued to make it personal. She literally could have in one for just like, bitch, please. That would that could yes. have been it. That could have been it. She could have walked yes. away. Yeah. And that would have been that. Uh, and was, she would have been in the right. Yes. Because Shanae is being completely unreasonable. Yeah. She's being an absolute child. Anyway, Elizabeth, because she's an adult, she's 32. And I got to say, hold on, I want to check uh, Shanae's age because it felt like you were watching people from different generations yeah. talk to each other. Okay. Elizabeth's 32 and Shanae is guess 24 29 oh that's unacceptable you would expect a little a little different yeah she's a a grown-ass woman yeah you would never imagine that it's a three-year age difference there 
So Elizabeth rises above this and diffuses the situation and says that she doesn't want Sinead to feel hurt and she validates her feelings. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. She is, wow. Yeah. I'm so impressed. I don't think I could have handled this so well. And she says she'd love to move forward. She asks Sinead for a hug and they seem to end this on good terms. You know what this was? It was a master class in diffusing immature behavior yes. from an adult. Yes. Uh, Clayton now returns to the group. He gives the rose to Sarah. And then afterwards, because clearly they're prompted to talk about it, by the way. So mm-hmm. Clayton leaves and then a producer's like, so how do you guys feel? What do you think happened? Blah, blah, blah. And Elizabeth jokes that she's sad Shanae had time. And Shanae's like, what? How are you coming after me? And mm-hmm. she says, no, because of the content, which to me was obvious. Like, right. like, I think you should be able to make a joke about it, especially of course, since she had made such an effort to smooth things over. Shanae pounces on this and they go at it once more. And Shanae says out of nowhere, you said you have ADHD in front of the whole group. Unbelievable. What I loved is how the other women instantly were like, that's inappropriate. And remember, she's not just telling everyone in the room something that's inappropriate and personal. Yes. She's telling America. America. It's so true. Well, less America than previously, but still a good chunk of America. (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, because Elizabeth had already shared it. No, the the ratings are down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, about 40% less of America knows about her condition than they used to, but still totally wrong. Shanae accuses Elizabeth of having said she loved her. And Elizabeth's like, I never said that. <laughs> she, like who in the same sentence accuses someone falsely of loving them? Yes. And airs out their extremely personal information. (laughs) Yes, yeah. And to me, this was, I wrote one example where we have actual footage. So the other exchange, the first exchange that Shanae has beef with, we never saw, we were never shown. And meanwhile, this, we have footage of. I actually rewound because I was like, I think Elizabeth's right, but I just want to make sure. She never said she loved her. And so just... We'll put a pin in that on how easily Shanae will make something up out of nowhere to make herself look better. And and by the way, just in case it was left on the cutting floor, a little I love you, I guarantee it wasn't like, Shanae, I love you. It just makes you wonder how much of what she says is ever the truth anyway. Uh, I wrote, she seems like a child who never once got reprimanded for bad behavior. All right. So now it's the rose ceremony cocktail party. We see some ladies talking about how shit is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Cassidy is coaching Shanae on how she should not have beef. I love how Cassidy's like, come here, young grasshopper. Let me teach you the yes. ways. This is how you are a villain. Yes. Your villainy is not going very well now. <laughs> you can make it better. Clayton arrives. And first up is Eliza with one-on-one time. She did not get a date this week. And they work on a scrapbook together. And Andy, you said, notice no likes. And we rewound and rewatched this conversation with Eliza. She is so well spoken. There was no like not this, like that, like this, like that. Like, not I. I watched from the beginning, from yes. the second she came on screen to the second she exited. Not one like. It's unprecedented. Unprecedented. She actually did use the word like, but in the actual <laughs> correct usage of the word like. We were very impressed with Eliza. We finally got to see a bit of her and she did not disappoint. Exposure to international cultures. Yeah, I got to say there is just a sophistication to Eliza mm-hmm. that stands out. You can it just really see it. It really does. Okay, so now we have a montage of one-on-one time with first Jill, then Hunter, and then Gabby with a giant pillow of Clayton's face. <laughs> 
I like Gabby. She's funny. Mm. And Clayton says in his ITM, this is about as good of a night as I could ask for and no drama. Cue drama. Shanae now asks to speak with Elizabeth and she starts going at her again in the, in front of the mansion. And Elizabeth is, I wrote a fucking champ. And she is the one stating facts and she's not getting worked up. Sinead says she thought they were on the same page the day before. And Elizabeth says, no, we were not. And Sinead says mockingly, so is it your ADHD or is it me you have a problem with? No, she's really just, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's distasteful to the point where you physically feel uncomfortable. I felt a little sick watching this. Yeah. Like we can't even like, we can't make fun of this. No. It's not make funnable. It's just inappropriate and ignorant. I'm actually almost surprised they even kept it in. It's so distasteful. I can see why they didn't cut it just because it does seem like a major folk, like a major talking point mm-hmm. of all the drama. But I felt so bad for Elizabeth here. Can you imagine someone airing this out and using it against you? You, use, you told her this information as an explanation. To yeah. tell her that it wasn't anything against her. It was actually you. She was saying, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. And then Shanae is saying, oh, this thing you told me. It's, and making fun of it. Let's also remember, what was the crime that Elizabeth committed? Like, what is this all rooted in? Because she didn't look at her enough during a conversation they were having, a group conversation. Are you kidding me? It's scary. That's what brought it's upon all of this? genuinely scary. What happens when someone does something actually terrible to Janae? That's what I'm saying. Like, can you imagine dating someone with this kind of personality who never gives you the benefit of the doubt? She's always the victim. So Elizabeth says that this is inappropriate, rightfully. And Shanae, once again, she cannot take, she cannot process something like this and be like, maybe she's right. Instead, Mm -hmm. she doubles down and asks Elizabeth if she's telling everyone in the house that she has ADHD. Elizabeth says Shanae already did that for her. And Shanae says she never told anyone and that she in fact, has ADHD. Oh, <laughs> I'll raise your ADHD. Shanae <laughs> uh, Sh- <laughs> accuses Elizabeth of using it as an excuse. And once again, I have to point out, Shanae here's saying that she never told anyone this. When we all saw it, that's another blatant yeah, lie. Shanae is... is <laughs> Which makes you once geez. again think the first interaction where she, where she had beef with Elizabeth in the first place did that even happen? You can't trust anything now. No. And not that we trusted it in the first place. Yeah, it sounded ridiculous even from her. Like she's speaking from her side of things, it already sounded ridiculous. And now as we're learning more about their personalities and the fact that she lies so freely, mm-hmm. I think this is all based on nothing. I think she's a little tweaked. <laughs> a little tweaked. A little tweaked in the head. Elizabeth politely excuses herself from the conversation which I was so impressed by. She also extricated herself at the exact right time. Yeah. At the exact right time where there was absolutely no point in giving this woman the respect yes. of continuation. Yes. She exited. And she, without, by the way, without a fuss. Yes. Just like, this is over now. She is so classy. I was unbelievably impressed I'm with I'm jealous Elizabeth. of her, her conflict yes. resolution and handling. I'm, I'm literally, I feel envy. About yeah, it. it was really impressive. So as Elizabeth goes back into the mansion, Shanae shouts after her that she's the one with ADHD. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And subsequently in her ITM, she laughs about Elizabeth's 
according to her so-called ADHD. She's fully laughing about it. Yeah. I, I wrote, was this woman born yesterday? <laughs> She's a horrible combination of ignorant about the condition and not remotely curious or empathetic enough as to how it might affect someone else, which tracks with the ignorance. How much time do you think Shanae spends thinking about other people's experiences, other people's conditions, other people's right. reasons for doing what they do? It's all about her. It's scary. Yeah. And look, I'm the first person to be like, you're in this weird environment. This brings out the worst in people. She's certainly being egged on by a producer in mm -hmm. her ITMs. There's mm -hmm. no doubt about that. Who do you think she's laughing about AD, her so-called ADHD with? Well, yeah, the, maybe a producer was like, what do you think about this ADHD thing? Yeah, it's actually very possible. I would lean like 80, 90% yeah, yeah. likely. So yes, all these things are going to bring out the worst, but you cannot blame the environment for the rest of this. I'm sorry. No, she's, a, she's an adult. She's a 29-year-old woman. What's, she can control herself. And, and it, by the way, they only just got there. It's not like you can say, oh, she's been there for five weeks. It's getting to her. I usually like a villain who is not in on it the way Cassidy is. Like Cassidy's playing this role and I'm like, I don't want to watch some like C-level actor on The yeah, Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I want to watch someone who's a villain. It happens naturally. But then we get Shanae and it just makes me sick to my stomach. But she's not a villain. You're, it's a disrespect to the, to the word villain. <laughs> a villain usually has charisma in a mm, way. Yeah. But they've chosen to use it for evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, Shanae just is not nice. Okay, so now the women confront Shanae. I really loved how the women kind of rallied around yeah. Elizabeth with this. And it's about as unproductive as you would imagine, because mm -hmm. Shanae deflects blame at every turn and plays the victim. Even Cassidy, Shanae's uh, sensei. Well, Cassidy's just jealous because someone else is taking her villain role. <laughs> He's like, uh-uh, I'm the villain here. You're your you're student. I'm villain. <laughs> Even Cassidy seems to turn on Shanae here and tells her to cut her losses. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, she's more savvy than Shanae. Yeah. Way more savvy. Yeah, and she's really not that savvy. No. <laughs> the quote of the night to me belongs to Kate after this conversation. She says, I feel brain dead after that interaction. <laughs> I think that's how we all felt. It's like you're dealing with a, a five-year-old. Yeah. What can you say? Agreed. You can come in with the most sound arguments as to why they did what they did was offensive and why they owe the person an apology. She was like, maybe that was wrong of me to do, but it's because like she couldn't do it. You know, I sadly, I find the best strategy with people like this is to ignore them. There's you're never going to get anywhere arguing with them. Yeah. Just ignore them because what they want in the end is attention. By the way, I do like Kate. I have to mention this. She reminds me of Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, that's Sarah high Michelle. praise from you. It is. Very high Big praise. Fan. I'm wondering if anyone else sees it. Uh, and she just seems smart and mature yeah. and all the things. Okay, so now Cassidy has more one-on-one -on -one time. Clayton says, it's bold to do what you're doing. I thought mm. this was a funny non-compliment. Yeah. And she prompts him to tell her that he likes her again. <laughs> that's a little cringy. And now Sierra reveals that Cassidy has a, a fuck buddy back home. Mm. It turns out, and we see footage now of Cassidy telling Sierra about this guy yeah. who had texted her while she was still in the hotel. And Andy, you said, why would you tell someone in the house this information? How drunk do you have to be to say something that stupid? How can you trust these people who are all going to try to stab you in the back at some point? Yeah, especially if you continue to be so unlikable. 
Right. You're not giving them any reason to yeah, keep your... Yeah, it'd be your... different if she was an angel. Yes. Like she was playing the role of the sweetest girl in the house. Yeah. But she's clearly has decided to be the villain and she's telling people maybe, maybe that's part of her grand plan. She wants him to find out about that. Or am I giving her too much You're credit? giving her way too much credit. I'm trying to figure Cassidy out because on the surface you're like, okay, she's playing this role for airtime. She's being that person. Yeah. Like it's obvious but then she does something like this and then she'll use language like oh i'm a front runner like this is how this is she's using this gameplay terminology basically and i'm confused because to me that's 101 you don't do that you don't do this it's idiotic i agree unless she has a legitimate boyfriend and she's like i'm gonna go on the bats or watch it's gonna be hilarious i'm gonna get a bunch of instagram why that still doesn't explain why she would tell sierra I'm just saying it's maybe like she planted it because she wanted it to come out. She want she wants to be a lightning rod in the season. Oh, I see what you're saying. She just wants as much airtime as right. humanly possible. She wants no part of being engaged to Clayton. She wants even no part of being in the final few people to make it really stressful. She wants to just make a big splash and go back to her boyfriend. She wants to buddy. ensure that her coming on this show is not for nothing. She has to get... She has to be the focal point in at least one or two episodes. Yeah. I'm giving her a lot of benefit of the doubt here. (laughs) I don't think I'm right. I think you're being way too generous. I think you might be right. I think that she is playing that role and then Mm. the rest of the time she's just (laughs) (laughs) short-sighted. It's a pretty big diss. It's Occam's razor. Ah, yes. Or is it Oxum's razor? Anyway, it's someone's razor. (laughs) It's basically that the most likely reason is... The most likely reason. I mean, the most likely reason is probably the reason. So now Sierra has her one-on-one time where she tells Clayton about Cassidy's friends with benefits back home. Apparently, they've been friends with benefits for a long time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they had FaceTimed while she was still in the hotel about to film. And apparently, he said he would do nasty things to her when she got back. That's not nice. (laughs) And it would be cuddling season, meaning they intend to hook up again after and watch the show together. Oh, so in cuddling season and nasty things, they don't jive for me. <laughs> don't you seem you like could argue that's a, it's a well-rounded uh, well, yeah. relationship yeah. if you can do all of those. Well, no, you're right. You're right. If you can cuddle and do nasty things, then yeah. you are absolutely right. I take it back. Clayton seems very flustered by this information. Like, very flustered. As he should be. And now Jesse descends. And Clayton asks him, has anyone ever taken a rose back before? And then it says, to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's the weakest cliffhanger oh in the God. history of Who cares? I don't care. Who cares? I don't care about Cassidy. We know she's not going anywhere. Even if she sticks around for this rose ceremony. Like, it's just a matter of time. No one. This is not a cliffhanger. Why? Are, like, look, I understand that this show needs to have drama. I get it. But... You, we still care about a love story. Yeah. Why can't we see a bit more of the of the conversation with Teddy, for example? That's not mm. just I like you, you like me. It just feels like we're not getting good villainy or good drama, and we're not getting good romance. Like, what's in it for us? I what? feel like we're watching the same thing we've seen a million times, with just with different faces. I agree. I I, I have faith it's going to get better. Yeah, don't stop watching. ABC, 8 p.m., Monday. I don't know if we're selling it well. 
I genuinely went into this one being like, we should encourage the Shandies to keep watching. And then I watched episode two and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we'll make a, a new rule is if you want to win the word watch, you also have to send a screenshot <laughs> of you watching The Bachelor in your home. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So that brings us to the end of episode two. We survived, Andy. We made it, barely. We're on to our word watch. There were zero talls. Zero. Zero talls in episode two. A lot of people guessed zero. A lot. There were 62 correct zero guesses and well over a thousand guesses overall. Okay. People really want that Ana Luisa. (laughs) Yes. And we have our winner. Congratulations to Jacqueline Woodside. You win a very good prize, Mm -hmm. which is three pieces from Ana Luisa Jewelry. And so be sure to send us an email by this Friday at midnight and we will give you some more information about that. And so, Andy, do you have a new word for episode three, which is two weeks from now, by the way? Yes. In honor of there being zero talls, we got to get a more meaty word for next time. Mm -hmm. And that word is drama. Drama. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can picture there being a few of those. There's a couple. So in case you are new around here and have no idea what we're talking about, if you play the Shandy Word Watch, then you have a chance to win a... Hello, Tushy Bidet! (laughs) I was like... (laughs) okay yay they're back they're back they're back hello tushy is back Mm -hmm. and very good prize and so to enter you can either comment below this youtube video or over on the instagram post for this recap the number of times you expect the word drama to be uttered in episode three do not dm us do not email us and do not comment on other instagram posts this is becoming a problem Mm -hmm. problem for them yeah it's a problem for you you're just not entered if you want a chance to win we want you to have a chance so don't don't email us don't do that email us you can email us as a matter of fact we encourage you to email us just don't email us the word watch number yes and you will guess using the numeral of the number of times so if you think it'll be uttered five times you will use the five you will not write out five <laughs> and you must do so by Friday at midnight. Yes. From okay. there, we will round up the correct guesses and randomly select one person to win a Hello Tushy bidet. Yay. And finally, Andy, our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot? Remaining in top spot is Susie. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you have any explanation or is it just sort of self explanatory? I think it's going to take hell and high water for someone to overtake Susie's wave of momentum. I can see that. I mean, Susie is definitely a front runner. I still think she's going to be Bachelorette, personally. Ooh. Yeah, I, I know that's like a long term prediction, but I just think she's going to be Bachelorette. What somehow. sinks Susie? Hmm. What sinks Susie? What sinks her? Yeah. Uh, I can see maybe I can see her leaving, or maybe he just has something stronger with someone else. I just I don't know how it's going to happen. I just predict that Susie will be Bachelorette. All right. I respect She's that. just got the look. She's got the kind of look that they do everything in their power to make Bachelorette. So Clayton's like, I really want to pick Susie. They're like, no, 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 Clayton, you can't pick Susie. <laughs> no, Susie's no, best no, friend. He's no, like, no. but I want to pick Susie. <laughs> no, no, no. Nope, down. Sit, stay, stay. Good. Go. <laughs> so I have kept Rachel. <laughs> I can never remember Rachel's name. I have kept Rachel in my top spot. I know that seems like a weird choice because we saw almost none of Rachel this week. However, 
I am sticking to my guns that mm -hmm. I think that sh something will happen. Yeah. We still saw a brief bit of one-on-one -on -one time with her. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I think they're throwing us off the scent on purpose. But I could be wrong. We'll see what happens next week. But I'm sticking to my guns. Rachel, number one. Who's in your second spot? Still Teddy. I still have Teddy in my second spot. I thought about switching them, but it just seems a little too obvious. So I'm going to leave Teddy in second spot. And who do you have in your third spot, Andy? Still Genevieve. Still Genevieve. Okay. I have Susie still in my third spot. No changes here. Wow. Third spot. I know that sounds crazy because she just seems like she has a star power. But I actually am not sure that... I don't see what she's getting out of this relationship. I'll put it that way. I don't think it's important what she's getting out of it. <laughs> she has no choice. Yeah, I just don't feel like Clayton is up to snuff. Hmm. Like, I feel like she's a little more like she's a better conversationalist and maybe she'll realize it at some point. This this um, litmus test has not proven meaningful in many or all of the past seasons of the show. That's true. So I'm just determined I, for Susie to be Bachelorette. Yeah. And I, I, I'm starting to feel that you might be right, which makes me feel a little less confident in my first choice. But I'm sticking with it. Anyway. Okay. okay. Who do you have in your fourth spot? I have Rachel. Same. I have the same, same top four as I did last week. Okay. All right. I made one slight change to my top four, and that was I bumped Genevieve for Gabby. Oh, because Gabby. I, it, yeah, I found it alarming that in that first group date, we didn't see any one-on-one -on -one time between Genevieve and Clayton. Mm -hmm. And I think that if she did make it really far, we would at least get a montage one-on-one -on -one time sure. or something just really brief. And meanwhile, with Gabby, she's actually been kind of featured. We were shown one-on-one -on -one time with her at that rose ceremony. We did not with Genevieve once again. And Genevieve brings a lot to the table in terms of humor. Mm -hmm. And I think Clayton doesn't <laughs> and therefore he finds her really amusing like he mm -hmm. he laughs with her right, and i right, think that right. that's really powerful i agree i i in the same vein was c contemplating bumping serene up and replacing rachel but you could i'm sticking with rachel you sure i already said it it's over all right it's in the books okay all right andy kind of a I feel like this wasn't our finest, but look, we were working with a turd here, okay? Yeah, an unpolished turd. And a very unpolished turd. And yeah, but you should still watch. Yeah, always watch. <laughs> you have to watch. This is an important viewer. The worst sales pitch ever. Well, if you somehow enjoyed what you heard today, then you can like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast that is working so hard with such unpolished turds. And on that note, <laughs> and on that note, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.